Jaja Breaker. Jaja Breaker. Jaw. Jawbreaker. The job, the jaw, jaw, jawbreaker. Jason bought a big truck. Jaw, jawbreaker. All right, Jason, we got to read these plugs. Hello, Christopher. We gotta read these plugs, and we're trying not to stumble over our words. Let us do the best we can. Tis the season. <laughs> do you want to go first, or you want me to go first? You show me the way. Okay, we're gonna talk about Nice Ride. Since 2013, Nice Ride has set out to promote a lifestyle that emphasizes the three most important aspects of our lives: family, friends, and most importantly, fun. Nice Ride is proud to be your one-stop shop for trendy, comfortable California lifestyle apparel. They specialize in a wide variety of apparel, including embroidered hats and caps, coolers, tumblers, outerwear, and men's and women's and children's clothing. Nice Ride's mission is to keep their customers outfitted with the highest quality designs while providing incredible customer service and maintaining affordable prices which you will get with the promo code JAW. Uh, J-A-W JAW, whether you're ready to hit the gym or shred the waves, our apparel is made from the most durable material that is perfect for any adventure seeker, outdoor enthusiast, gym lover, or those who just love being comfortable. All of Nice Ride's lifestyle apparel is made in the USA, and we offer free USA ground shipping to all of our customers. USA the promo code, goddamn! I don't know why I'm reading <laughs> shit. I shouldn't fucking read. It doesn't matter. The promo code's Jaw, J A W. You're gonna save ten percent on a great American company. Take it away, Jason. On to our sponsor, Earth Skateboards. Earth Skateboards was founded with charity in mind to combine music, art, and skating. We manufacture products with a sharp focus on giving to foundations and organizations that make a positive impact for the earth. The bands and individuals we feature and celebrate with our brand all over their choice of. Whoops. The, brand, the, the bands and individuals we feature and celebrate with our brand all have their choice of charity they want to work with. By supporting Earth Skateboards, you are making a difference and contributing to positive change. It is important to us individually at Earth Skateboards to develop awareness and giving support to trusted, hardworking charities. I gotta say, not too we, bad. Did, we didn't do too bad. That wasn't horrible. No. I mean, I, 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 I hiccuped and I was like recovery mode. <laughs> You know? <laughs> we did what good. What can you do? I think we did good. Fair enough. Let's get on with the fucking show. On with the show. Show in the road. Jaw, jaw. Jaw, jaw. <laughs> Boss was a huge fan. Sign this for me so we just put it away and fucking get back to us. Us being buds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, he uh, signed it. And it was just like, he thought it was funny. He's like, he goes, it's weird signing something for a friend. But I go, because I have the same picture of him on my wall. It's a great picture. Yeah. It's not signed. Yeah. And I was sitting there going, how, how come mine's not signed? You're like, well, you're here, buddy. Because I, because I, I. Yeah, it is weird. Like, well, I would go see him. And he's on stage and everyone's fucking losing their fucking shit. Yeah, me and especially. I'm like, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, that's just Jason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's weird though. It's, it's weird. Uh, it's a weird thing. It's, it's always will be a weird thing. Yes. So I've been recording the entire time. Perfect. Yeah. We started. So oh we're, wow. We're in. And we turned the tunes down a little bit. Fantastic, um, man. Yeah. So we're rolling. That's how you do it. That's how you we're kick it off proper. Are right. you all adjusted? 2023 okay. out of the gate. First one of the year. Mm -hmm. Just 
turn. We got the Earl dinner story out of the way right off the bat. That's a perfect kickoff. Yeah, yeah so uh, Dave Rockwell's our guest. Hello, Dave. He's a friend How's of mine. I was a friend doing, of yours. Man, we're doing good. Uh, Dave knows a lot of people in the industry that you possibly know. He's been telling me all these stories and shit, and he just fucking he backs it up with pictures, so I, they're not just stories. This is real stuff. He's it's a sucker deal. for a good story and a, and a uh, what do you call it, photo crop or whatever the, Photoshop. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's my best friend right after I tell the story. That's awesome. <laughs> no. I got my coconut water. Oh, there Here it is. Here we go. It's tradition. Cracking it. Cheers. Cheers, buds. Cheers to you guys. Is that what they say? How do they say that? Slatcha. 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 All right. Sluggy, sluggy. Sluggy it is. (laughs) Must be slappy. Perfect. (laughs) Slappy. I was way off. So your transmission, how's that going? Well, here it is. Because I noticed you got the scoot scoot out and about. Yeah, you guys might have caught the scooter chatter a little bit, but scooter's been away for about a year because I've been away for about a year as well. And so it's been sitting in the garage and I tried to start it one day and I got nothing. So I just kind of ignored it again, which... It's not very nice. That's what happens. You That's know, what happens. It might go away if you ignore it. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, the battery's clearly dead, so I tried charging the battery, went back, and still did not uh, turn over. So I came to the realization I needed just to buy a new battery. Then I just left again. Finally went and got a new battery two days ago. And then, obviously, the old gas and the old oil was sitting in the thing still, so I had to flush all that out. Wow. All of it's running again, though. I'm happy. My Jeep's still in the shop. Transmission's still fucked. But I have the, I have the scooter back. So the Scoot Scoot is, uh, what, what kind is it? I don't know. Uh, it's, it's a no-name brand from <laughs> South California. I think it was made in Japan. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's one of those, you order it online, they ship it to your house as a full scooter in a okay. box, and instantly you have a scooter that's put together. It's so poof, I was, scooter. I was expecting parts to show up, to be honest with you, when I first ordered it, but it was a full scooter. That's so awesome. I was stoked. Yeah, whatever it is, it's lasted me like... Eight years. Yeah, who the fuck wants to put together a scooter? No. Yeah, not this guy. That's the worst Christmas <laughs> gift I don't know what the fuck I'm going to be doing. That's why I shop at InstaScooter. Yeah. <laughs> it's the only way to go. Yeah, I have an identical story about a leaf blower sitting in my shed for a year, but I just threw it away. It's kind of tossing a new one. I was close with this one. It's got 4,000 miles on it. That's a lot. Which a is a lot for a scooter, yeah. Damn, where do you I go? Mean, just around the city. That's like eight years of scooter life. Just putting. All around the city putting. <laughs> Putzing around on my putt, putt. <laughs> I'm going to break that down on Google Maps and see how many laps he did. I know, right? right. <laughs> 4,000 miles? Yeah. That's a lot. Where do you actually go? Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> so well, Dave, yeah. Dave's wearing a Slayer shirt for the first time. He went to see Slayer, whatever they... We're on the re- reunion or the fucking the the last tour. November 2019. Oh, wow. And I bought a shirt because I wouldn't buy a shirt, but it was the last show. I went, it was Friday night and Saturday night. I went Saturday night. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I got to buy a shirt because it's the last night. And I it hung in my closet for what we figure. Three, three years and about <laughs> three months. He just broke it out. <laughs> just broke it out. The end Brand of 2019 new. to the beginning of 2023. So if you just look at the numbers, it's four years. It's wow. four-year-old four year brand new shirt. <laughs> That's awesome. That's the best way to keep stuff. That shit's still got creases in it, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. My drummer, Chris, again, would love this shirt. Yes. Chris, Chris Stanley would love yeah. this shirt. Slayer's one of his favorite bands. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he, just, he loves dude, it. They fucking rock. They do you do know rock. any Slayer tunes? I don't know any myself, no. Yeah, but no. I do like Slayer. No. Yeah, if that's... Makes any sense? Uh, it probably you like the vibe. No, I love the vibe. All right, good. Yeah, I love the intensity. We talked about the intensity of music. They are. I like like intense music. Yeah, when I work out, it's only, only only intense. Only intense. Yeah, yelling and screaming, baby. That's it, all day long. Like get it, get it. uh. So you were in the studio all day? I was all day. Yeah, I was in the studio again. I'm trying to get the solo record put together the rest of the way. It's been about a year, 
in the making. So I've been um, today we're working on keys. We have a friend Kim who is um, no, no Kim Katie. I'm sorry, Katie with the band Miles to Nowhere, who is Kristen, who's my engineer on this project. She is the singer, and then Katie is the bass player singer in that band. So she also plays keys. She does pretty much everything. She's guitar, vocals, keys, bass. Uh, she teaches at the School of Rock. You know, we talked about School yes, of Rock before. Yes, so, we did. Yeah, so she does all that. She had to actually race out of the studio and go to School of Rock to finish up uh, class today. So she was kind enough to come and fill in these keys for me for this one song called Amana Beach. And we talked about that, yeah, the, the Rocky yeah, yeah. Point song. So uh, she did a good job. It was fun. Long day in the studio. Got the workout this morning. So and, uh, you're back in? You're, I am back you, in, yes. You're Not back Christmas. in. Christmas. We talked about Christmas. So you're, yeah, you're off the, the gravy train. Off the gravy train. The, the, <laughs> well, I'm, it seems that we're off the gravy train now. We've got protein bites instead of cookies right now. Yeah, let me tell you. That's I'm awesome. fucking 100% I'm off this right the now. fucking gravy train. I, no more Whataburger uh, double strips with uh, two gravies. We don't do that anymore. What? Yeah, uh, the, the holidays are over. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's time to dial it back. Unfortunately, so, they are. I'm 150 pounds. I should be 140. All right. So I am uh, eating enough protein, <laughs> one gram of protein per body. I don't think he agrees with you, brother. <laughs> no, I'm 140. 140. Right, I'm telling you right now, I'm 140. No, right. no. That's the goal. No. The goal is to trim the fat. Sure. So uh, 1,700 calories for the next two months and protein out the ass right. so I can keep some muscle. See, my lady's doing the protein thing right now, too, like tons of protein. Trying to do the whole, you know, we've done the keto thing, the whole uh, paleo thing. Yeah. All those sorts of deals. They're not sustainable. That's yeah. the thing is, it's like, if they work. Yeah. But once you go off the rails a little bit, you're fucked. Yeah. Unless you like actually start enjoying it and it's like, I can do this all the time. That's yeah. one thing. But like, essentially you get to the point you want to be at and then you're like, well, I can do what I want now. Yeah. And it, then it's like a defeat all over again. You're kind of back exactly. to where you started. Exactly. But. It's not... So what, what kind of program are you on, Dave? <laughs> yeah, Dave tells me. Uh, well, <laughs> he's on the Slayer program, bro. You've, you've seen me at uh, 2.30. You've seen me at my worst. I do. And I'm down to 2.10 now. And uh, my goal was 200, mm-hmm. and I gave up on that because the first 20 was easy. Yes. And then the last 10, I was just like, man, it's just not coming off like it did. So I'm just not applying myself. So that that's the that's the do not apply yeah, okay. program do that not I'm apply on right program. now. It's called, the, it's called the 210, yeah. do not apply, don't get to 215. You're totally happy with what you got, and that's no, awesome. No, I'm not happy at all. Oh. But I'm not, gonna, I'm not unhappy enough to do something about it. Either. I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm at about the, two, I'm the 208. Uh, zone right now myself i'm typically a uh i didn't do that right i'm typically a 200 pounder okay yeah so the, the holidays did have some fun with me i was i used to be like i say 175 no not 175 185 was my thing for up until like 32 i wow. think and then after that it was like 195 was the set thing and then now it's just apparently 200 plus <laughs> and yeah, I have, there's nothing i can do about it i've clearly tried are. everything and it's that's what's the deal that's that's Without sounding creepy, the other day I was thinking about you. Oh, thank you. That's and, creepy. Uh, Love you too. But the, the vision I had was you on your Christmas couch. <laughs> He's having visions of me on my Christmas couch. With two fucking yeah. buckets of Whataburger gravy. <laughs> and a fucking giant puddle of eggnog next to me. <laughs> and you're dipping fucking chicken strips into them. Into the eggnog. <laughs> Just feeding your That was real life, bro. Were you outside my window? Because I was doing that shit. <laughs> sounds delicious, too. <laughs> it was, dude. <laughs> Christmas movies on repeat. Uh, for a brief moment, I laughed out loud. It was funny as shit. But yeah, I'm dialing it back. It's good to go. I do this every year. I go off the rails for two months, mm-hmm. uh, the holiday season, and then 
you know, I got to fucking pull back the reins. So these next two months I get to where I normally am and then I maintain the rest of the year and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Here we are. You know, it. Dave plays guitar. No, Dave, you do. You I play, guitar. play some guitar. Nice. How long have you been playing? Uh, pretty much since I was 20. So 30 some years. But About 10 years. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> well, it's, it, I got you, you. If you heard me play, you say, damn, he's been playing 10 years. That's pretty good. He's good for 10. Yeah. No, I, um, I play it all. I play off and on. I play more now hmm. than I'm just relaxing, getting older. But I, I never yeah. played competitively, sure. you know. And I never, never aspired to be a lead player. Just a uh, rhythm player, solid. Hmm. Love James Hetfield. Yeah. But it was um, uh, Rudolf Schenker that first inspired me when Rocky Like a Hurricane came out. Oh, I heard that God, opening yeah. riff, and I was like, I want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's back when you used to learn out of a magazine and everything else. But sure. I bought my first guitar from Sears. But yeah, Jesus. I have fun with That's it. Cool. Wow, man. Yeah, it's Sears catalog. The catalog, or like you went to Sears? No, it was the catalog. They mailed it to my house. It was a uh, Sears because the Scorpions inspired me. So it was a white Explorer shape hmm. guitar, like uh, Matthias Yobbs, I believe is how it's pronounced. Okay. The Scorpions had that white guitar with the two black stripes on it. Wow. But this guitar from the Sears catalog had like buttons on it that you could push for distortion. Oh, no kidding. Built in chorus, this and that. No shit. And then, um, of course, Eddie Van Halen was all into painting guitars at the time, so I took that thing apart. Couldn't get it back together, right? So that thing went in the screen, the wood pile. (laughs) But yeah, I have fun. I post up some videos every once in a while on Facebook. Chris Chris gives it a thumbs up. I used to bust clips to the. Sears catalog lingerie section. Used to bust clips. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I know about the Sears catalog. That's, a good That's it, dude. That made sure. me a man. You know the other side of the catalog. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh, your wife mentioned Cheryl Teagues earlier. She was in that catalog. Uh, Who's Cheryl Teagues? I don't know their names. She, <laughs> oh, she's down she's a model. I think she heard that. No, Cheryl Teagues was a Sears model. Oh. I didn't know that. And uh, she had apparently she had posters that. People tear down. But. Wow. Huh. Yeah, I, I remember the uh, Sports Illustrated sold. swimsuits. It was a popular magazine. Like, I was, yeah, I was. Yeah. I mean, the fucking Sears catalog was. I was young. Yeah. Like that was like first, Man. first things figuring out life. You know where sure. you stand. What Didn't know what was going on. Yeah. What are nothing, those things? Nothing. Not <laughs> They're <clue>. intriguing. <laughs> you don't have to share too much. Grandma's, there we go. Grandma's moo moo page dog eared. Chris, what's this <laughs> about? I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I'll so tell you about them. Yeah. You know some guys in the Circle Jerks? I know Earl Liberty, who was in the Circle Jerks for, I think, two tours. Okay. And um, he's like just a good friend, like I said, like you guys are now. He's mm-hmm. just more of a friend than former musician to me. But um, a funny story about the Circle Jerks is my dad, so Keith Morris, the singer of Circle Jerks, is about six years older than me. And my dad and Keith's dad, Jerry, were high school buddies and then carried that on through life. So whenever Jerry Morris was coming over, he was bringing his son, Keithy. That's what my dad called him. Little Keithy. (laughs) But Keithy would never play with us because we were like five or six years younger and we'd be doing dump trucks in the backyard and shit. (laughs) um, Tonkas. So so as, as we became teenagers and stuff, Keith broke off into the music. And so I never, I never saw him as a young adult. But um, hey, have you met Keith? I have. I was going to say I got interesting that you were talking about Keith because we just played out in Europe not too long back, and uh, yeah, we we're out there. And 
we did a festival together mm-hmm. with, out there with them and then we all stayed at the same hotel and I went down to the, the breakfast bar in the morning and there was like nobody down there it was super early like I do we talk about the early mornings yeah. and it was Keith Morris was sitting down there and just myself and uh, we never actually met mm-hmm. but I knew who he was and he knew I must have been in a band or something too because we just have those looks I guess yeah and it's just, you know everyone's floating around this hotel room but uh, no it was interesting just like time floating around everybody was everybody was shy to go say what's up and take a picture with him that you know all this the last stuff we were talking about so yeah he's a, he's a very you gotta approach him kind of timid like so so i mean as kids our dads were best friends and then he goes off and he's been doing this music for 30 for probably 40 years whatever it is yeah. and so um i was out at punk rock bowling last year the year before whatever it was and um we had uh, snuck backstage after the descendants played on friday night I was with a guy who was backstage with Bill Stevenson earlier. And he goes, he goes, dude, there's only like one security guard. He goes, if we can get past that guy, we're backstage. So that's what we did. And then we were hanging out backstage Friday night and stuff. And um, so Saturday night, Circle Jerks headlined. And I was like, fuck, do you think we could sneak in again? You know? And so we just went straight through the same security guy, looked straight ahead. The guy's doing a good job. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it was funny because when, when, when the bands were playing, this guy was like standing there with his arms folded and what, but after everybody was kind of, the crowds dissipate and we just kind of just Please act like you know what you're doing. That's it. The age old and, story, uh, man. And we got back there and we were in the green room and Keith was being approached by a bunch of people that he really knew and stuff like that. And I'm just sitting there waiting for my time because his dad and my dad have, been, have since passed on, but they have this history, you yeah. know? And so, uh, if you've heard Keith talk, yeah, because I'm I'm about to do my impersonation. So oh, I can't wait. So <laughs> so I so I waited until he was all done, and I'm like, I go, Keith, man, I go, hey, do you do you remember your dad's friend Tom Rockwell? And he goes, I remember Tom. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, I go, I'm his kid, and he looks at me, kind of tilts his head, and goes. Fuck yeah, you are. You look just like him. <laughs> and then we sat there and just bullshitted about our dads for 30 minutes. Never mentioned you did a good show. And this, yeah. it, you know, it was just one of them things where we're talking about our dads. And, yeah. and, human. and they had this other mutual friend, this guy, Chuck Giles. And I go, you remember Chuck, right? And he goes, yeah, Chuck got in an accident. And, shit. and I go, yeah, he broke his back. And he goes, he fucking broke everything, dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, well, yeah. So, I mean, but it was... Uh, that that was just a chance running into Keith Morris because we snuck backstage. You yeah. were telling that story. I was thinking today. I was listening to a podcast from uh, Dean Del Rey. I don't know if he, he's a comedian, mm. but he's a big rocker, and he like exclusively talks to like people in bands that are like huge. So he was talking to Rob Halford for singer for Judas Priest. Okay. So I was like, "Fuck yeah, I'm listening to this." So he's telling this story about how he went to see Ozzy like uh, the night before or some shit, and somebody had a backstage pass after the show and threw it on the floor because they were done with it. So he picked it up, oh, and he put it and wore it to the US Festival, which is like the giant Woodstock of metal at the time. I never heard of the US Festival. I was there. Until, yeah. It, it, oh, yeah. It was fucking a shit ton of metal bands, like 80s rock bands okay. in California, and it was put on by the guy from Apple. That owned it at the time. Steve Wozniak. Yeah. And it was 
epic. And I didn't hear anything about it until I started reading all these fucking books about the 80s rockers and shit. But anyhow, he took this fucking pass and he went to the Us Festival and he walked right backstage. No one even questioned him. No. They, they were probably high as fuck anyhow. Oh, but he sure. Had, he had the pass. Yeah. So he, he goes good. in there. He's good. in. And he's talking to fucking Rob Halver. He goes, dude, you were wearing your summer fucking leather clothes. <laughs> Apparently, it wasn't full winter leather. It was summer. <laughs> so he so was exposing skin. <laughs> right. It was hot <laughs> that fucking rock. But yeah, that's, that's what I thought of. When I yeah, thought that, that was That lineup that day was uh, Quiet Riot, Motley Crue. Motley Crue. Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Judas Tri- Priest. Triumph was in there. And then, or when Judas Priest and then Triumph. Scorpions. Scorpions. Van Halen. Van Halen. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a good one. And like, this is when like all these bands were just getting big. Right. Oh, they were huge. And everybody went, dude. Massive. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when when we left, um, I said, let's just stick around for like five songs of Van Halen. Because it was 300,000 people. Three hundred thousand. Mm. <laughs> I saw huge, pictures. Dude. I'm like, how oh. the fuck did I not hear of this? Yeah, that's and insane. So after like <laughs> after like five songs, I was like, all right, let's go. And then like you just see like another hundred thousand people going with you. So now you're fight. You're you're leaving early to, f- to beat the crowd, but you're part of a hundred thousand others. So you're not beating the- anything. No, <laughs> you're not. And then, Except you're heading against yourself. The wall. Yeah, <laughs> getting beat the fuck up. Yeah, that whole that whole. That whole event was a great concert, but it was a shit show because they had to bus you like nine miles from where the parking was. That's a lot of busing. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah. They were talking about everybody that performed had to be helicoptered in. Yeah. There was no driving in. There was no. no, In the middle of San Bernardino, it was uh, Glen Helen Regional Park. I think it's called something else now. That's fucking crazy you went there. I I watched people... With like the telephoto lenses, you, you weren't supposed to bring in lenses. You could bring cameras, but as we were going in, the guy's like, "You got to, uh, you can't have that lens." And what I watched. Do? He threw it away. Oh, because no. it's nine miles back to the yeah, car. Yeah, what are you gonna oh, do? You gotta fucking wow. Yeah. How bad do you want to go? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> lens, of the, lens of the show, man. Yeah, that's rough. But, yeah, that was a fun day. That's Actually. Cool. Uh, I remember I, we went there early. It was an all-day event, and we probably got back to the parking lot around midnight or something. And I lived probably an hour and a half, two hours drive away. Mm. No, it was like an hour and a half. And um, I wasn't. I didn't do any drinking that day or anything like that. I actually napped through Triumph. I took advantage of <laughs> of the magic power. That's awesome. There you go. Yeah. Dude. I laid down and took a nap. You picked that, a good one, I guess. If you're gonna, yeah, sleep, if you're yeah. gonna nap that day, Triumph was the nap. Triumph day. one. You know, triumphed. They were the house. <laughs> I did. They did not. No, no. But we we finally made it back to the car, and I remember getting out of there and driving on the freeway, and then like an hour later, I was sitting at an AM/PM, and I woke up. Oh no! I was in a parking spot. Everything. I'm just like. Fuck just happened. What the, yeah. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't. Yeah. I was. Just, Somebody put a bag over my sleep. With my head. My sleep. Any of that. My asshole's killing me. I don't yeah, know what yeah. the fuck happened. Yeah. I was in this water, and I've got and I've got twenty extra bucks, <laughs> and I made out on top. Wow. That was a good experience. Yeah. Well, at least you didn't see Triumph. At least I mean, you didn't see Triumph. They were good. I still love them. They're good. No, it's yeah. a good band. It's all in fun. Yeah, so, but definitely the napper band. Yeah. If you're gonna if you gonna take a nap, during yeah, that. out of that whole day, I mean, <laughs> that's a good section, at least. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun day. Hell yeah, 1983. So how did you meet uh, whoever it was, the singer for De- Descendants? 
Uh, the Milo? F- yeah. yeah, Milo. Oh, yeah. The first time I met Milo, and this is when uh, my buddy Bob Fitzer, um, we went to school together. And then after school, everybody just kind of goes their separate ways and this and that. When Bob's separate way happened to be the bass player for Saccharin Trust. Mm. And uh, he went out on the road supporting Black Flag on like a van, van tours, you know, going around the United States. Yeah. So him and Bill Stevenson became really good friends while you're out there on the road for three months or whatever. Sure. And um, <clears throat> so when Milo went to college, he was down in San Diego. Wasn't that the album? Yeah. That's yeah. when and they titled it. It really yeah, happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> true story. And for our listeners, Dave kind of vaguely resembles the guitar player of Descendants. Go ahead, Dave. I've been. <laughs> and go. I, I got a bro hug from somebody who thought it was. I was standing on the side of the stage. Oh. Right on Stefan's side, and the guy comes up and goes, "Oh my God, I haven't seen you in so long!" And I he turn was, around, and he's like, "Oh shit, sorry, yeah. dude." Must have been a real Same long here. fucking time because, <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so Bob became really tight with Bill, and then after Milo went to college, um, the Descendants formed a band with another singer called All. Mm-hmm. So all three guys, plus I believe it was Dave Smalley, was the first singer, and they rehearsed where I lived in Lamita. They had this, op- it was an old office building. They converted into a uh, rehearsal studio, and the descendants had their merch office there. Okay. And um, so we'd just go by there and hang out with uh, Carl, Bill, and Stefan and shoot the shit. And then one time Bill said, Hey, man, we're playing San Diego. Milo's in a band down there, and he's opening for us. Hmm. And um, so Bob and I hopped in the Jeep, drove down to San Diego that night or whatever. And, Went to this show, watched Milo sing with uh, Milestone, I think the name of the band was. Okay. And uh, and then all played. And then, of course, uh, Dave had to give the mic to Milo because he's sitting in the audience now. Sure. So that the, officially the first time I saw Descendants, it was actually all with Milo singing. Right. So that's where the whole combination of like the all is the Descendants, Descendants is, the, is all. Yeah. That whole thing throughout I the s- years. That, yeah. So... Yeah. Um, then after that show, we were sitting around talking to Milo, and Bob and I were living check to check, drinking more than our checks worth and everything. So we're in San yeah. Diego, don't have a place to stay. We're sitting there shooting the shit with Milo, going, fuck, is there like a dollar hotel around here or something? And Milo goes, if you guys want to crash, he goes, you can crash on my floor. And then um, he goes, but you got to take off super early in the morning. He goes, I got class tomorrow, and I got two roommates, so you guys got to just shut up, right? So... We go back to Milo's apartment. He comes out and throws us blankets. We're laying on his floor, sleeping. Milo had an early class. He wasn't lying. Because yeah. we wake up, we're hungover. And the first thing I do is I look up, and there's two guys sitting at the breakfast bar, eating cereal, milk dripping off the spoon. <laughs> and these guys are just staring at these two deadbeats laying on their floor. <laughs> their apartment, right? Right. And um, they've just been violated. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not the first time because it's Milo. <laughs> of you know? course. So we like wake up and the guy goes, you guys got to go. And uh, Bob said, hey, do you mind if I grab a quick shower real quick? And the guy goes, no, dude, you got to go. Milo's gone. And we're like, all right. So then that was the first time I met Milo. And then like that, I think it was backstage when we snuck backstage at Punk Rock Bowling, I was sitting there telling Milo, I go, you remember when me and Bob slept on your floor <laughs> 30 years ago or whatever it was? Yeah. And he's like, he goes, he goes, he goes, yeah, yeah, those two, he goes, it was two roommates. One of them was coincidentally named Stefan. Mm-hmm. And um, 
He goes, yeah, that Stefan guy had a talk with me about bringing people home. He said, oh, no kidding. After no, that more, one. no more bums on the floor. <laughs> and uh, I think I think Milo said he moved out like soon after, so he had to get his own place because, like I Didn't said, it probably out. wasn't the first time that he drugged some people home. Sure. But, yeah. So that's how I met Milo's through Bob. And Bob's, Bob's my descendants connection. Like when I want to get backstage or just get passes to the show, I go, Bob, could you hit up Bill and within – a day he goes yeah you're in you're on the list that's cool did your phone blow up for the list oh yeah dude <laughs> i mean it's almost like hometown shows day you just ignore your phone completely <laughs> you got your friends you know you want to have you know <clears throat> you you know you want to have them for sure but suddenly you've got like 500 friends that you didn't remember were your friends and that still care about you or thought about you yeah i always uh I have like a couple, I think I've told this to Chris, like, so if just for an example, I always use the, the nucleus and then the ring, the circle of friends, like you're the nucleus yeah. and Chris is in the first circle of friends. So oh. if I wanted to get a hold of you, I go to Chris and go, Hey, see if Jason can get me on the list. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the way it goes. So I've got this whole group of friends who know the bands, mm -hmm. but I have to pick and choose. <laughs> Who, which friend knows which band the best, so it's going to be the easiest. Closer to the nucleus. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, who's right. closer to the nucleus? It's a wise move. <laughs> because a wise move. that happened, um, I told you this um, after it happened, when I got a hold of Earl. Actually, Earl, I wasn't even going to go to the Descendant show. I just like, I just wasn't going to go. It was a weeknight. I think it was a Thursday night or something. I was down at the Celebrity Theater. And Earl texted me and said, hey, uh, I just saw that the Descendants were playing in Phoenix. Are you going? I go, no, I don't. I'm passing. He goes, well, do you want me to see if I can get Milo to list you? I go, sure. If he, if I'm on the list, I'll go. But I'm not going to go out of my way. And that's the time I went down there, and I go to the box office. And I go, yeah, I'm on the list. Slide my license through. And they go, no, we don't have you on the list. And uh, so they go, they go, try the VIP around the corner of the building and i said oh probably i might be a vip we'll see hey. you know hey be yeah. in the front row <laughs> how you doing <laughs> so i go to the vip and they said no you're not on any list but if you go to the very front where you would show your tickets if you had them dave <laughs> there's a manager up there that probably has a master list i said okay so i did that and then nothing so i uh i i call earl i'm just like dude there's no there's nothing at the gate what do i you know and he goes, hang on, let me let me get a hold of Milo. And this is like two hours before descendants are going on. So yeah. you know, you get you're going through your routine. Yeah, you're you getting warmed up. You're helping kind of some fucking mind, scab outside. You know, <laughs> and that's the weird shit too. When that happens, it's like you're grateful because you know, my sounds like Milo's just a super good guy too. Oh, like, he's amazing. Want to go through the things to make sure his buds get in and all that. For yeah, sure. and so so he, Earl's going back and forth with Milo, and then Earl's screen capturing the shit and forwarding to me, and. Um, and Milo was saying that their their road manager screwed up the list and it's just a fucking mess and uh -huh. this and that and the other. And um, so Milo said that he sent the tour manager or the road manager, I think it's the same guy, Jeff Rhino. Maybe you met him. Jeff Rhino, drummer. Drum, drum tech. Drum tech. I know Jeff Rhino. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's right. So, okay. so, that's cool. Yeah, your buddy fucked up the list that night. Oh, <laughs> go Jeff Rhino. Whoops. So eventually... He went up to the box office and was squaring things away or whatever. And then uh, Earl said, okay, Dave, go now. And I go. And it's like nothing. Huh. And um, so I'm just like, and then my buddy who works with us, he goes, dude, he goes, no offense, man. But he goes, it was 110 outside. 
in Phoenix, you know, it was the middle of the summer. He goes, I'm just going to head out, dude. I go, fuck it, I'll go with you. You know, let's get out of here. So then I, uh, we leave, and parking was 15 bucks across the street, by the way. That, that, that's going <laughs> to that that's gonna, that's come into play here in a minute. So I'm <laughs> it's driving not 15 home. anymore, I'll tell you that. <laughs> that's right. I'm driving home on the freeway. I got my phone sitting up in its holder, right? Starts ringing, Earl Liberty. And I'm like, I'm not answering. <laughs> it's going to be disappointing. No, it's going to be good news. Which yeah, but means you're I on your to, way out. Yeah. I know, which means I have to now get off the freeway, turn back around, go pay another 15 for parking. So if I don't answer it, I don't know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so I just drive home, go to bed, because I had to work the next day. And uh, I wake up, and there's just a whole slew of texts from <laughs> Earl, and they're like screenshots where uh, Milo asked Earl, hey, did Dave ever get in? And Earl said, yeah, I think he did, because I tried calling, and he wouldn't answer his phone, so he was probably in the venue. Mm. And then Milo's like, no, I don't think he did. Because the, the list was so screwed up that uh, Milo's nephew lives out here. And he was stuck outside 10 minutes before showtime. Milo grabbed one of the event security guys and took him back all the way out through the crowd. Milo, hmm. most recognizable guy hmm. in the descendants. Yeah. He has to go up to the box office, tap on the glass, and tell his nephew, get in here. And they had to let him. That's how bad that list was that night. Dang, oh, your boy man. fucked up. Way to go, Rhino. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You can oh, edit that man. out. Just go beep, you know, over the Rhino part. <laughs> just, just, just a great guy. But it might have been the celebrity theater. I mean, it was just a clusterfuck, you know. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, for Milo to go through any kind of trouble for little old me and then to run through the crowd to go get his nephew is just awesome. That's you know? cool. Yeah, That's he's very cool. He's a great guy to talk to. Yeah. See, I've only gotten to talk to him a couple of times. We've, we've been on multiple shows together and – the flock of Molly Cruz was one of them too, you know, uh, but it's, it's always kind of a passerby kind of thing. I never had, yeah. never had the chance to really sit down. Now, Bill, though, Bill Stevenson, we worked with him mm-hmm. out uh, when we recorded a couple of our records at Blasting Room, and he's okay. just like a blast, you know. Yeah. So I can only imagine like the, the the stories those guys have in the van and talking because it's just great commentary, you know, in general. So Bill is yeah, a not, not, very uh, interesting guy. He so is. you recorded uh, Fort Collins. We did. Yeah, that's, we recorded out there. We stayed cool. out there for about three weeks in the actual blasting room uh, facility. Nice. And so that's when the good stories would come because we'd be recording all day and get all the fart jokes and the actual <laughs> farts behind the microphone. <laughs> and then late night, we bust out the whiskey or whatever, and that's when like we'd go till 2 that's or 3 in the, the morning. That's the real farts happen. Telling yeah. All, yeah. The, all the old school stories and stuff, yeah. <laughs> cool, cool dudes. This is podcast gold. Podcast gold, baby. This Hit it. Great. You guys know a lot of like. <clears throat> yeah, you know. it's all the music yeah. world. It's a smaller one than it, it seems. Yeah. Always. And, and, and Bill, I mean, Milo is just, he's such a great guy to talk to. But Bill is, uh, and, and uh, my buddy Rob Holzman says this about Bill. He said, Bill has always been generous mm-hmm. with whatever he can, you know, like the, getting you on the list or helping anybody out. I mean, yeah. when Bob was playing. Bob had a uh, record, uh, rehearsal space next to all, and Bob was working with uh, another band or something, but Bill would always peek in and goes, man, that sounds just fucking awesome, you know? Yeah. And there was one time, it was funny, we were, uh, Bob and I and Bill were in, I believe it was their rehearsal space, and um, Bob, I don't know if you, I'm gonna have to send you some stuff, but Bob is like an amazing bass player. Okay. And, um, 
Bob and I were heavily into the Cro-Mags. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we, we were farting around on some instruments, and then Bill was sitting there, and he goes, fucking hang on, and he went behind the kit, and he starts banging out a beat, because he hadn't heard it. He hadn't heard the Cro-Mags. Okay. And so we were just playing through Malfunction off <laughs> the Age of Coral album, awesome. and then when it was all done, Bill's like, fuck, man, did you guys write that? I'm like, no, it's Cro-Mags, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but he loved it. He was like, man, that's just the heaviest riff ever and i'm like yeah it's, it's a good one but uh, that's cool yeah bill's cool. bill's awesome he is yeah absolutely man what was your first show you ever went to actually now we're talking music uh all the way through first show ever yeah lover boy open for journey oh yeah lover boy i, I believe right. it was like, for the weekend that's yeah. it man what year was that probably 80 it would have been 81 it would have been late in 81 because my second show is the one that I cherish, and that was uh, Ozzy. New, oh. New Year's Eve with Randy Rhodes. What, oh, what, my, what tour? Nice. Uh, Diary of a Madman tour. Oh, nice. nice. 81, 82, New Year's Eve. I lost 40 bucks that night. Yeah, what happened? The is there a story I, behind it? Or took, you just took the it? tickets out of my pocket. I was so excited, and I think I had money and tickets in my back pocket. <laughs> and uh, got in there. I had my tickets, but I think when I drug them out, it took the 40 and Mm-hmm. So I stood in the lobby of the LA Sports Arena, bumming a dollar off eleven people, and I bought a shirt for eleven. Nice, right dude, on. that's a good story. <laughs> and good. the thing was, the uh, three-quarter sleeve jerseys, yeah, were thirteen. But thirteen dollars at a concert, dude. Oh yeah, for a shirt and a, and a quarter, three-quarter sleeve. Yeah, that's Badass. amazing. But I didn't yeah. want to. I didn't want to hang out for the other two bucks. I was like, fuck 11, I'll get the t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so I did. Yeah, those fucking sleeves, man. Yeah. Those things are badass. Yeah, yeah absolutely, are. man. And back then, it was like, you got to go to the show to get the shirt. Yeah. 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 There's no online, there's none of that BS. You nope. got, that was a badge of fucking honor. That was. That you live with that one. You put it in your closet and hold yeah. on to it and bring it out. <laughs> <laughs> that shirt's long gone. Yeah. But I was, uh, I was telling my buddy Kurt that story a couple months ago. I was out in LA and uh, he goes, he goes, man, I'm so fucking jealous that you went to that show because he goes i had to buy a uh, a diary of a madman shirt like from a store he goes, ah. I, he goes i walked around with a diary of a madman store-bought shirt you know back in the 80s yeah. and, I, and i was like he goes man i was so embarrassed and shit you know and this and that <laughs> and so uh for christmas i ordered him a diary of a madman tank top and i hand delivered it to him i go open that he opens it up and he goes Where'd you get that? And I go, not from a store. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I got it off Amazon. <laughs> but he doesn't have to wear a store-bought shirt anymore. It's the biggest there store ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The biggest. No, I know what he meant. <laughs> I think I know what he meant. <laughs> it's a thought that counts. Absolutely, always. Yeah. But yeah, the, the mu- music scene is fun. I mean, what's what's the biggest crowd? Mm. I was thinking about stuff to ask you on the way here. What's the biggest crowd? I'm sure it's a festival. Festival, yeah. And yeah. how many people do you think you stood in front of? I do. We talked about this once briefly. Uh, it was here in town. It was the biggest festival I think I played. It's, uh, I think it was Edgefest here in town. Oh. It was Edgefest. And it was like 30,000 people. So 400,000 is a bigger cry from that one. But that was pretty big at the time. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that still, that was, that's still huge. Yeah, man. it was massive, man. It was like a sea of people. You can't see a single face except for the first row, you know, and the rest is just a bunch of ants. You know, it's, it's a trip. So at some point, like it's that. just got to be all the same. Or it, is it's it? not, yeah, it is, and it's it's not. It's like like you say, it's <clears throat> it's kind of like they all they all weirdly. It's gonna sound weird to say, but they almost come all like yeah, like little club shows, because it's like it doesn't matter how many people it is. It's like you're still playing the same energy, the same 
songs and all that and it's just a grander scale to like hopefully appreciate it ah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah you don't get more nervous i guess uh if that's as part of it you don't get any more or less nervous um with it because it, it is essentially the same thing just like you, you kind of lose sight of faces after a while when it's that big of a crowd yeah so, i imagine you know, do you receive yeah. more energy more feedback from the bigger crowd or is or is the smaller venue just smaller like stick of dynamite stick of dynamite yeah, yeah exactly good way to put it too it's like the venues like the festivals you do see a lot of movement out there but obviously a lot of people aren't as compelled to get down as much because it's like festivals you typically got your beer you're hanging out you know but yeah when you're at a show it's like you're in that little 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 zone of just pure energy like you know wall to wall and yeah it, it's explosive yeah i think i think small crowds i like playing venues they like small club venues more than i think i like playing the bigger ones for the energy factor yeah absolutely yeah, i'm to get that that makes way more sense i like i've yeah. seen volby they're, they're like one of my new favorite bands yeah and the first time I saw them was in a small club in Seattle. Okay. And it's the best time I've ever seen them. I yeah. mean, because, I mean, we could just walk up five rows. And you're just standing right there, bowl beat. Yeah. And I was, like, heavy into them, but they weren't – I mean, they're playing a small club in Seattle. They hadn't really busted big here in America. Yeah. But uh, I think – I don't remember the last – last time I saw them was the, – uh, there was a parking lot show that KUPD put on down – Right by Chase Field. We saw them for free at the Mesa Amphitheater, the outside one. Mm -hmm. And it was a free show and it fucking rocked. Yeah. You got your money's yeah. worth. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. We were right up there. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Free, free show. Yeah. And no. I, I told her, I said, these guys fucking jam, number one. Oh, they're and good. They're very radio friendly. Mm -hmm. And I'll be goddamned if you're going to see another free show out of these guys next year. Yeah. See, I hadn't heard of them. We played, speaking of Europe again, we played a sh uh, festival out there in Europe with them. I think it was Slovenia, and uh, I hadn't heard of them myself, but we shared a green room with them. Mm -hmm. So it was like this oh, huge no like, backstage area of like all the bands shared. Like it was two bands basically per room, and we got Volbeat. And I didn't. I wish I'd known more about them to talk about them more about their music and about like stories and stuff like that. But that, yeah. was, my, that was my first time getting introduced to Volbeat. Yeah, I heard about them. I was with Kelly, yeah. and we were in bed in the morning, and uh, we used to wake up the Pandora. Right, remember Pandora oh, yeah. plays songs and all that shit. Remember Pandora? Yeah, so I don't know. It kind of yeah. went off the map whenever you could choose your own shit. Yeah, you know good what point. I mean? yeah. So, whatever, we wake up to that. And uh, it would be a, a song would just magically come on, and I would wake up and we'd go to work. Yeah. But Volbeat came on, and I was like, I nudged her. I'm like, who is that? Who is that? Shazam like, that. Shazam that shit right Vol now. Volbeat? Volbeat? I'm like, all right, I'll remember that. And then I started really diving in. Yeah. And I fucking love them. Yeah. I'm yeah, down. they're really yeah, good. They're great. A lot yeah. of their shit, it's kind of like ACDC. Mm -hmm. You get the same vibe throughout yeah. the, all their catalog. Okay. Yeah. But it rips, man. They got great songs. I got to listen to more of their, their stuff. They got, it's hooky. Is it? It's very hooky, but okay. it's got a nice, nice guitar drive. Nice. It's, it's good shit. If you like Ooh. rock and roll and you like listening to Cher... At yeah. the same time, it's good, good, good hot bod. That <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome, man. What time did you get up this morning? Seven a.m. wasn't super early. Normally it's been five, but I mean I've been doing more and more normal hours. It seems since Christmas. Yes, yes. Christmas kind of fucked everything up. <laughs> so I'm like kind of working my way back to the early mornings to get my my thing still in full routine. But uh, seven a.m. Yeah, about seven a.m. and got things rolling. So the transmission on your car, what's going on? Transmission on the car, I don't even know. The guy won't call us back. So we're just taking turns, we're like driving the car around. Um, essentially, the transmission was a simple fix, and then we got it back from him, and he's like, well, you're going to want to bring it back in about a week and a half because we have a lot more to work on. Wow. And we're going back and forth with the warranty companies, and the warranty companies like, no, he already fixed it, and so we can't cover that anymore. So that's a few Gs out the window. And <laughs> so it's been a big battle with like trying to convince them of, 
you know, the forward work from this point on to like get it fully fixed, which is still in kind of limbo. So they don't care that you're a singer in a band. They don't even in a really care, cool band. Not a bit. They don't care. When you go on tour, they don't care. No, they probably think we've dismembered years ago. <laughs> if they had any idea, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Leave some headshots on the front seat. Yeah. You, know? Yeah. <laughs> you sure we can't get the discount? Relevant. Relevant, yeah. Relevant VIP. Yeah. VIP over here. Go check out our Pandora. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were up at 407 this morning. You're texting, How, you were texting me early. Oh, yeah, I get up early. Four? Well, I get up and work out. At four? Yeah. Awesome. Well, right. I, it's like I get up before I go to work, and I go to work early, so I naturally have to That's get a good up point. early. Four would be good. So. Yeah. But it's good, man. I figure I got 30 minutes to fucking crush it. Yeah. So I get up and uh, I, I get out there by 4.10 and I do my stretches and I basically everything I do, I make it count. Yeah. So I don't do five different sets of the same thing like a lot of people do. Yeah. I will fucking pick up the heaviest thing I can pick up yeah. and make it work. That's and good. And I'll, I'll go on to the next thing. And, you know, I, I every day is something different, mm-hmm. but it all, too, like I, I have... I do buys on Monday, okay, and then I'll, I'll move on to another body part, another body part, yada yada yada. Nice one. Love yeah. That. So today was my heavy day. Okay. I do about deadlifts. Ah, all right. And squats, and every day I do kettlebell swings. Yes. And push-ups. I do push-ups every day, and then I always finish with the ropes. Uh, the ropes. The are battle great. ropes. I like the ropes. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. And, you know, and it starts me, you know, it greases the bearings. It gets greased the one bearings. Says. Yes, it gets greased the bearings. Very get the wheels rolling. Very popular term in these uh, parts. That's it, man. Half side, half face yeah. selfies. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your thing up, now? Or I got yeah. up for half face, yeah. <laughs> I was reading so, today, like, <laughs> love the half face. Like, I love the half love face. It. Let's have a challenge, a half face challenge. All right, dude, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it win next. all day. I'll do it next. <laughs> I got the ring light, so now we're, I'm making, we're doing professional shit yeah, over here. I saw that. That's good. Ring light's good. Ring light rules, dude, yeah. To get yours online, Amazon? I got it for Christmas. Christmas. I'm assuming it came from the biggest store ever, Amazon. That's probably, yes. The, not the good stuff comes from there. No. It's not not store-bought, store though. No, no, it was shipped. It uh, was shipped. Be proud of that shit. I love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. so, Dave, what's your, what's your crazy, do you have a, one of your craziest stories from uh, concerts throughout the years? Something that like, really stands out that it could you couldn't make this shit up. Oh, God. Okay. I guess Slayer at the Palladium. Mm. I, um, I was a smoker then. I smoked Marlboro Hunters and I put them inside my leather jacket. Long guys. Yeah. Right? yeah well, you got to get your money's worth. You do. So yeah. I had them in the inside pocket against my heart rib area right there. Yeah. And um, the Palladium has a wood floor and there was one big pit. Yeah. And then there was two smaller pits. And those pits started, the walls started thinning out and it just became this weird triple figure eight thing. And then some dude, it's a Slayer show, so somebody broke the fire extinguisher glass and took the chemical powder oh, fire yeah. extinguisher ran through the pit doing that shit, oh, shit. people that just shit started in. fucking <laughs> slipping because it's just powder it's just dust oh, on a wood God. floor yeah and people are just eating shit everywhere naturally yeah. so <laughs> while this whole thing was going on i saw an opening in the crowd where i could get all the way to the front yeah. and at that point i showed you pictures earlier i had long blonde hair so i'm working my way to jeff hanneman mm. And uh, I finally get like, I got one person in front of me and then the front wall. Okay. And I'm like, okay, as soon as this fucker gives me an inch, I'm just hooking my arm over. Yeah. And so I did and I got up there and somebody behind me got into a fight with another guy. Wow. And I was look, looking back and I, cause I kept getting punched in the back of the head. 
Yeah. So I'm thinking, is this guy fighting me? Or is the guy who's standing <laughs> He's with losing his... right now. Yeah. <laughs> Horribly. Yeah. Horrible shot. We're both losing. He's kicking my ass, but I'm winning. You know? Right. He's but, fucking his hands up behind me back here. But it was another guy standing with his back to me who was really good at ducking punches. Mm. And I was really good at taking them. <laughs> really, yeah. So... The whole time I'm just sitting there just getting hit because I didn't want to give up my spot on the wall. Oh, I don't give this I shit. earned it. Yeah. Then I fucking look up and Jeff Hanneman is, and there's just, Slayer fans predominantly are dark hair. Yeah. And so I'm the only blonde dude right there up front and Jeff Hanneman is just fucking laughing. <laughs> playing a hundred miles an hour, <laughs> laughing at me, just going, fuck dude, you're nuts. Because I'm getting pummeled, yeah. I'm getting hit with shoes and people are flying over. And yeah. then I got the fuck out of there and I was like, okay. I just need a cigarette. <laughs> I go to take the cigarettes out, and they're all. I take one out, and it's fucking bent. Like they broke their fingers. Oh, yeah, every single cigarette in there was bent to, to just exactly. They formed my ribs. No good. So that's a weird. Funny Did you story. smoke it? I'm going. Oh, oh yeah, you had to have yeah, thing at that point. Absolutely. <laughs> one for each hit in the back of the head. With I just, I just random turned guy. it where it went up. Yeah, the Sidewinder 100s that yeah. you were smoking. Yes. Yeah. I was smoking around the Rebrand. Corner. <laughs> yeah. Rebrand. Oh, man. I found a shirt that night, too, after the show. I found a Slayer Rain and Blood shirt that somebody had dropped. Oh. I figure that's the payback for me losing my 40. You earned it. the Ozzy concert. Absolutely. But you earned it. The music gods have delivered. With your face. Delivered. <laughs> With the back of his head. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I, I physically got thrown out of a Metallica show. What'd you do? <laughs> it was Long Beach Arena. It was um, Master of Puppets. They oh, were yeah. opening for Ozzy. Oh, sick. And okay. so I had like 30th row seats, and everybody's standing on their chairs. And I'm just like, there was an empty chair in front of me, so I stepped up. And then I just started put, doing the one shoulder in between, step, 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 step. Mm. And I got to the second row, and there was a event security. For a show like that, there's probably 10 of them up there. Mm -hmm. This one dude just was like, I, I, and man, he just kept shaking his head. Don't fucking come up here. Mm. And uh, as soon as he looked away, I did. <laughs> yeah. Of course. And then I found out that this guy had like five friends. Oh. So they just, they picked me up. Oh, man. And just took me down to the aisle that went straight to the back of the floor. I didn't get thrown out, but I got thrown out of the front row. Oh, wow. Yeah. And these guys, I mean, they threw me. I was a buck forty at the time. So watch yourself when you I get the buck forty. Is a no go. He's yeah. <laughs> when you hit your goal weight, just be careful. Yeah. That's all yeah. I'm <laughs> I went and saw Danzig back in the nineties. Uh -huh. I've been to a lot of hardcore shows. That was the fucking roughest pit I've ever Danzig been. Danzig was. It was full of fucking bald guys, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, so I went in there, and there, everything's you know crazy and all that shit, yeah. and. I found this giant ball guy dressed in leather, and he uh, summer leather or winter leather. Um, I th this was winter leather. Winter leather, yeah, okay. It was winter. Yeah. And he and I told him, I said, "Throw me," because I'm. This is what I'm here for. I mean, we're all wild. I just looked him in the eye. He put his hands together. I put my foot in it, and this motherfucker Fucking launched me into you. the pit. I I didn't realize how high I was about to go. Yeah. And he. <laughs> whoo, I mean, it was eyes. Which I, direction? Towards the stage? Towards the pit. Oh, towards, towards the, the pits. pit. And they caught me, and, I, and then I stage dived. It was epic. Awesome. But nice. I, I was scared yeah. out of my fucking mind when I... He launched me, dude. It was <laughs> power. Pure return. power, yeah. Wow. That was fun. I was at in, uh, up in Portland. I was up front for Bad Religion. 
And um, that's the night I discovered the Bouncing Souls. What oh, a cool. hell of a band they are. They're great, right? They're fine. Yeah. Yeah, they're I'd fine. never, I'd never listened to them. They were opening for Bad Religion up there. But they, they were just amazing. They're great. And uh, tons of energy. Yeah. Coming from a dude that looks like he's a school teacher, just got off of work, <laughs> grabbed the mic and went at it. Like yeah. Case. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so I was, I was like, when Bad Religion came on, this was, uh, I can't remember the venue, but it had a balcony that wrapped all the way around up to the stage. Yeah. And so I'm standing in front of Greg Hetson, and uh, he's like, he, he kept going like this. He'd play his guitar, and then he'd go, he'd tell me to look, you know. And I didn't know what he was doing. I thought, that's a weird thing to do, you know. Yeah. And uh, with his finger... And he kept pointing up, and then he, he finally pointed at his eyes and goes, look up. And there was a dude standing on the ledge up there, getting ready to oh. dive. Whoa. I mean, hell of a dive. Yeah. And um, I'm leaning on the front wall, and I'm watching this guy. And he goes. And he brushed behind me as I leaned oh. forward. <laughs> and that, that venue, I think, it's Crystal Ballroom, maybe. But yeah. I believe it's upstairs. And when this guy hit the thing... The floor went boom, 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 boom. Oh, okay. wow. Up, up you didn't try to catch him? God, no. Everyone's <laughs> like, nope. No. Not yeah. my time. Not it. That, that guy, was, he was 20 feet up, man. It wasn't yeah, you like did a one of those, didn't you? I've done a lot of those in my life, yeah. How did that work out for they you? They worked out pretty well until I took, like, like, we talked about this. I took that little girl out one time, gave her a minor concussion. Her folks came up to me after the show. And uh, this was like a nightly occurrence. You know, again, mind you, it was like every night, get on top of the highest speakers or wherever I could find, leap into the audience, and that was the end of the show. But this time, like, made me think about what I was actually doing to the people in the audience. <laughs> As I also put on more of the weight that came uh, along with it, too. Uh, but, yeah, folks came up to me and they said, uh, are you the singer of the band? And I was like, yes, I am. I'm all excited. Yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, you just gave my daughter a minor concussion. We believe it would be nice if you could come and apologize to her for it. Motherfucker. And uh, maybe give her a T-shirt or something. I'm like, sign, sign her head. Sign her head, yeah. yeah you know? Sign the lump on her head. So, yeah. <laughs> It was a big one. <laughs> so I cleaned that whole mess up. I apologized for it and got her some T-shirts and stuff, you know, and she was, she was super excited after the fact. Oh, good. But during the process, it could have been a suing moment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a big suing, suing moment. Could have yeah. been. You made it right, though, which is good. Yeah, because, I mean, I'm sure that somewhere on the ticket, there's a risk. There's got to be, right? I don't think, yeah. yeah. But since that point, I, I, it triggered something in me to realize, like, how much I might be doing that every single night. Cause I'll take the beating. I was taking the beatings, not even thinking about it. You know, yeah. I had my routine of like turning my back, falling, you know, jumping out and then mm -hmm. doing the whole thing. So you'll smash your face. And, uh, eventually, you know, that was like, a, I'm going to be a little, that got me more wary of what was happening at every show toward the end of the night. Spirally enough. I've been so kicked in the face a few times by passersby above you. Yeah. You know what I mean? yeah. 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 Kelly, uh, Kelly doesn't understand. It's like, She'd watch videos because I still have VHS tapes of like Slayer concert, Dark Angel, and just all the metal bands back oh, then. Yeah. She's like, that's just ridiculous. Everyone's just kicking each other. And this and I go, it's so funny. You know, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's so so it's the best thing ever. It's so fun it, because the energy just goes, it's just immediate, you know? Somebody, yeah. somebody bonks you, you fucking bonk them back. Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think I remember my dad saying Keith Morris broke his back early on oh, doing, wow. doing a stage dive or something. That's what my dad would just be like, don't get into that punk rock shit. Yeah, yeah that's rough. That's you break no your joke. back. Yeah, really. It's, yeah, you don't I'm, think about that when it's happening, and you're like, that could really actually fuck you up pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> sure, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. So could slipping on fucking ice, too. That's right. I'd rather do it jumping off a building. Yeah. <laughs> on top <laughs> of people. Much better story. Much that's better right. story. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I saw Anthrax when John Bush joined the band. Mm-hmm. And uh, White Zombie was with them, and I think Quicksand opened up. This is 93. Yeah. This is back in the day. This, that was like my first real pit 
And I got in there and, you know, you fall down, people pick you up, yeah. you know, but you're getting tossed around a little bit. And, and me and this dude were like fucking, you know, if, if he fell, I'd get him. I'd fall, he'd get me. And we'd just jump around and we wind up getting kicked out and we'd jump back in. Yeah. It was pit so, etiquette. It is. There is pit etiquette. There pit was. Etiquette. Yeah. I, I see it now, and it's like uh, you, some of these shows. I, yeah, I, it's it's like they have something to prove now. There used to be a so, lot of a yeah. lot, lot of lot of etiquette. Yeah, a lot of just what we call skip moshing and mm. whatnot. And yeah, and uh, I was in that picture that that girl just sent me. That guy was a uh, he was he was in with the suicidals. Okay, so he would wear the flipped up hat. The yeah, band, yeah, the bill. All the shit. And suicidal was playing at Fender's Ballroom in Long Beach, and I had the long hair. DRI hadn't brought the metalheads and the punks together yet with, <laughs> yeah. the, with their crossover uh, shit. But uh, so he goes, dude, let's go to see Suicidal and this and that. And I'm like, at a small club, Fenders, it was tiny. Oh. And um, so I wasn't going to get in the pit because I'm the blonde-haired metalhead at a Suicidal <laughs> show. You know? Yeah, there was a rift. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I really watched my language and my etiquette that <laughs> night. I, you know, I was on my best behavior yeah. until... My friend was in the pit. He came around and he kept fucking telling me, get in here, get in here. So I really didn't want him, but it, he kept egging me on. So I'm like, fuck it. You know, yep. you only got to tell me twice and I'm in. Yeah. So I grab him in a headlock and we start going around the pit. The other suicidals saw that as an attack mm. from one oh, of theirs. No way. Man. Oh, fuck. I had like five suicidals just come and separate me from him. And they just... They ran me all the way to the back of the club into the wall. Oh, back, bam. And they were just about to beat the shit out of me when my buddy came up and said, oh, no, no, that's my fucking friend. It was cool. It was cool. It was fun. Yeah, I was like, it was all, hey, it was all in good fun. Hey, hey. So yeah. That was my one trip around a suicidal pit. I might have done like three quarters of a lap. I mean, it, did, it, did, it, did, it didn't take them It didn't make long. it far on that one. Saw you coming. Yeah, they were looking for a reason. Yeah, that guy fucks up. Let's get him. Yeah, it yeah. used to be a riff like rockers and punkers. Oh, yeah. Couldn't, couldn't fucking yeah. coincide. Yeah, coexist. Yeah. I yeah. went to the same same venue uh, one night Corrosion to Conformity was playing mm. COC I, baby again yeah. I'm a long hair yeah. I never even got out of the car just fucking did a slow drive I saw Mohawks fucking this this high <laughs> and shit you know yeah. and I'm just like not nah, we'll go somewhere else. Yeah, not today. <laughs> I'm sure there's one down the street. Yeah, I think, I think, I think Dio's playing at the restaurant. There we go. There, go, there, yeah. there we go. <laughs> so yeah, I've I've had my share of run-ins, but it's it's all fun. That's yeah, you know, my wife sees it as violent. And everybody's mad, and I'm like, ah, there's nobody mad till you push too far. Yeah, yeah. you, you know. get those assholes, the big the big guys that come in just to fight people, and those those guys fucking suck. They're yeah, the, they do. They ruin yeah. everything. Yeah, this, the skinheads, the one guy that was bigger than everybody would yeah. come, come the opposite way in the pit. Yeah, you know? that's that, that guy that always. That fucking guy. You're like, come on, man. I had a guy do that at, at Volbeat in Seattle. Oh, you did? This, uh, it was that song. It was the first song I heard by them. It was Still Counting. Starts yeah. off with a little ska guitar. Oh, the assholes and then in it the just room. Fucking, yeah, then it just tears it up. And once it started tearing up, somebody, I could just sense this person just coming to get into the pit, you know. Mm. And he bumped into me, which then in turn, I bumped into my wife. And so all in one motion, I just turn and just fucking shove this dude towards the pit. You know, you want the pit, it's over there. Yeah, get it. And he went down and he got up. As, as he was getting up, I was sizing him up because I'm like, 
Yeah, his neck was as big as my waist. Oh, like, shit. Like, not, here we go. This is not going to be good. So, so he I, wasn't 140 so pounds. No. He was Dumb and dumber moment, like pointing to the guy behind you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was my wife. <laughs> my wife. You yeah. wouldn't hit me. You wouldn't hit the lady, would a, you? My wife's a badass. But I just, I was looking at this guy as he was getting up, and we were just, I just deadlocked looking at each other. And I just kept, I just, I never blinked. And he just got up and got in the pit. I guess I, yeah. I just never like wavered away. He stood the it. ground. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I stood my ground. You know, you're gonna kick my ass. Let's do it. Yeah, let's roll, you know? baby. And you're gonna. Yeah, you're absolutely. <laughs> gonna. You're gonna get a couple licks still. <laughs> he might have been looking at me, going, "Not even worth my time." Nah, maybe Fingernail. he respected you a little. Maybe you know I don't mean? know. I don't know. Let's go with that. Yeah, <laughs> it feels better. That's the story I'm going to tell for now on. Yeah, fucking total respect. Yeah, that's it. Bought yeah. me coffee and a key lime pie later. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Best friend since. Yeah, <laughs> calls me on the holidays. We call each other yeah. big. We call each other big neck. <laughs> We're tight. That's awesome. Yeah, love it, yeah. man. I love that scene. That was uh, it was a good time growing up. And I mean, you know, I don't know how old are you? Forty three. Okay, fifty seven. Yeah. So I'm just I'm kind of getting further and further into the back of the room, and I, I still look at the pit, and I just want to get in there. But yeah. Like, Nothing good's gonna happen. Yeah. No, <laughs> nothing no. good's gonna happen. I'm gonna enjoy the music at this yeah. point, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I'm at that point too. I don't get in the pit. I, but, I have nothing to prove. But I yeah. want to. It's the same thing. Like like you said, the adrenaline kicks in, the energy yeah, of it, the, the, youth in, the youth in you wants it's it so bad. It's just something you enjoy so much. I mean, I went yeah. back and played hockey at 50 years old, yeah. and uh, my second in the second shift or the second period or something, I took a fall and I tore my rotator cuff. I was, mm. I was out uh, of work for six months. Yeah. And then after a year of healing and physical therapy and everything, my wife said, you're not going back, are you? I said, yeah. I'm healed. I'm healed. Yeah, I have horse. to go back because I love it. And then I walked away on my own terms. But in, And I, that's when I decided that as far as like the pit or sports or whatever we love that we can't do anymore because mm. our bodies are fighting us. Yeah. You just cut off our head, our bodies would be fine. Yeah. Because absolutely. it's only your head. Yeah. It wants to go do that thing. Right. You know? yeah. Your body's like, seriously, yeah. dude, again. Yeah. We talked about this like, for 20 years. Yeah. You, don't, you don't remember your knee the next day? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Because I'm trying to give you signs. Yeah. That guy went to Not listening. Yeah. Typo negative and hate breed. I think hate breed was headlining. I had no intention of going into the pit. I, yeah. I was off to the side, mm-hmm. watched typo negative, loved it. And, uh, and then hate breed came out. And that first fucking, so they, the energy in that fucking room. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you could, it was thick. It was thick. And yeah. I was like, I'm going in. I'm <laughs> going in just for a little bit, you yeah. know, and I did. And I don't regret it at all. There's, there's a certain energy in certain songs that just make you go. Like yeah. if I was at an anthrax show and they were doing the mosh part from Indians, yeah, I'd get in there. That's, yeah. that's, that's about my speed yeah. mm-hmm. at this point, you know? Sure. And, t- and then I'd get right back out. But just for that part. Yeah, no more of that really fast helicopter elbows up. Shit. <laughs> yeah, the days are done. Windmill kicks and the whole the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Do you ever uh, incite a mosh pit at your concerts or every you, night? Yeah, every single night. Yeah, especially specifically a song called "Taking on the World." Okay, that's the kind of the go-to. It's usually mid-set. Well, starting off with "Passage in Time," we've talked about that yes. too. That's like it's kind of out of the gate. That kind of kicks it <laughs> off, but. If things start getting kind of tired, we always do specifically save that song for the middle of the set to kind of get things going, but you know, up and going again. Yeah. But it's like it's got a nice kind of chugging motion to it, the first part of the song, and then it stops, and then that's when it kicks into gear, even on the record. But it's like a short pause on the record. But we take a minute, 
You're like, all right, buddy, take a deep breath. Shit's about to be fucking weird. You're not ready for this. Get the fuck out of the way because it's about to happen. You're about to meet your neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> He's about to meet your neighbor and your neighbor's neighbor. And it's, it's it's consistent like that. You know, we used to do the wall of death all the time. You know, the wall of death thing. Yeah, where you run yeah. into each other. Yeah, yeah. this became. We did that one. We talked about that too, the uh, wall of death. We haven't told you, Dave. So we played a show. We called it the, uh, the Denver Massacre. We played in Denver, Colorado. This was 2004. Five, I think it was, or six. And we opened up for Good Charlotte and uh, a couple other radio type bands at the time. You know, we were not that at all. <laughs> so <laughs> our fans were not that either. We were really yeah. into the more pop element of things. And so we opened up the show, only had a, minute, a 20 minute set. And so we played our set. Our last song is called Sky's a Limit. And that's where we do the Wall of Death. Same thing. There's a pause in the song at the very end, do the split, and then it goes for it. And we did this, and the kids just like it was like younger kids, it was like older people, you know, it was a combination of all this in a 2000 cap room, wall to wall, sold out, and probably oversold out. So we, we, <laughs> fire we, we hazards, fire yeah, hazard exactly. Everywhere. I pulled the flag down like a race car, you know, like a race car <laughs> race, and just kids just flying to each other, just smacking each other and start leaning side to side. It's tilting left, it's tilting right. We're just railing like double time speed, you know. And then all of a sudden, you just see it go, ah! Oh. It went. It went on top of each other, piled over like a bad wave. Oh. People were like outstretching their arms to me like, why? Why would you do this? We didn't stop. We kept. No, we no. didn't know what to do. We're like helpless. We're like, do we stop the song? Do we keep going? They're already crushing themselves. Do we just get off stage after the song's over? What do we do? You know? So that whole thing happened. And uh, the ambulances came and the fire department came. Oh, it was oh, bad. Damn. It was bad. Yeah, the nobody massacre. died. We almost got the entire thing shut down. Nobody died. People got hurt, obviously. We had to write a statement. We chose to write a statement as the band, you know. We felt bad for our fans and new fans that could be. Yikes. And uh, we got death threats. We got, like, hate mail. Like, come back to Denver, see what happens, that kind of shit. Really? Oh. Yeah, and we were back then. We were like, we'll bring it on. We'll, 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 yeah. I'll just do the wall of death again. Yeah, we'll do like, yeah, I'll take all of you out. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it, it was a moment, but... Uh, that was definitely, I think that was, that was maybe one of the times I thought maybe there's another way than the wall of death. Like there's always those moments that shows like the jumping off the 30 feet yes. onto people, you know, uh, things like that. Moments like that. Maybe let's try something different. You've see. had more than one moment of clarity. I've had so many moments of clarity and many moments of no clarity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's a, that's a helpless feeling when, um, mm -hmm. when you can't stand up straight because of the pressure. When yeah. you, I mean, there was a go back to the us festival. I had a blank. It was it was such a relaxed opening day. You know, the the first band was Quiet Riot, hmm. and it was like there was maybe twenty thousand people there, and then they just filter in through the whole day. And we had a blanket. You know, I said, "Yo, I'll bring a blanket, sit on the grass and shit." And like, and then Motley Crue came on. I think they were on their Shout at the Devil tour at yeah. the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so then more people started getting up front, and then um, Ozzy came out, and then it was just like we had to. We never even picked up the blanket, but it got wrapped around our feet as people were pushing. And then you just, you, you trying to gain your, oh, uh, shit. your composure. Yeah. You know, you just, you, all you want to do is stand up. And then that's, that's about the time I was like, let's get the fuck. I don't want to be crushed. I mean, if it's this bad for the third band and there's wow. seven yeah. bands, Jeez. that's when I went back and uh, we found a, a grassy knoll kind of thing and just laid down. That's when I took a nap after all that. Yeah. Triumph lullabied me. Yeah. yeah, Judas exactly. Priest came out on his motorcycle. He did. Oh, he did yeah. That Rob Halford. There's yeah. video of those shows on YouTube. Yeah, I've watched them. That, that's what I said. When I, I read uh, one of these fucking books, the, uh, the Motley Crue, the, the, the Dirt. Mm -hmm. 
Vince Neil flew in on a helicopter. He was getting head on the way in for some <laughs> girl that, and you know, and then he comes off and he starts banging all. The, I mean, these guys were fucking everything that walked. Oh, you know I'm what sure. I mean? Oh, yeah. And, I'm sure. Yeah, and that's when I heard about the US Festival, and then I started talking to guys at work about it, and they're like, "Oh, dude, I was there. I fucking." <laughs> and I was like, "You gotta be kidding me!" So I went on YouTube, started oh. looking at the shit. What a day! Yeah. Wow. It was crazy. So Sounds many people. Like it. 300 is a sea of people. That's a lot and, uh, of people, man. A lot of short shorts on guys. <laughs> cut off jeans. Shorts, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I still have, I still have yeah. Got that us patch on the ass. Yeah. <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> but they had, um, it was it was a horrible Van Halen show. They were just all completely blitzed. Wow. Because oh, they yeah, probably yeah, been I, drinking all day. Because yeah. uh, I, I, in the Van Halen book, it was written by the manager. And he said when they got to the US Festival, uh, David Lee Roth was fucking hammered. Oh, he was big. They had this yeah. whole, they had this big screen above the stage and they were showing backstage stuff. And Roth was just, I mean, he's, he's a loud ass anyway. He's flamboyant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he was just shit faced, terrible. And, and at that point in his career, he didn't remember lyrics anyway. Uh, so when, um, uh, when they rubbish. came out, it was just, I was just like, all right, it just all sounded like mush. Yeah. It wasn't that good. But uh, yeah, like I said, we watched about five songs, got the hell out, put yeah. the other hundred thousand, hundred thousand people. 100, was a great people. idea. Slowly trickled out. <laughs> what a mess. Man. Yeah, it absolutely was, but it was a great experience. That's awesome, dude. I could raise my hand and say, I'm in there somewhere. Yeah, that's somewhere. right. That's right. In Look the back. picture. Yeah. The guy napping. That's me. <laughs> that a, a, a streaker. Run right past me. A guy must have been shrooming or something. Yeah. Yeah. Just Where's right my back. pants? Yeah. <laughs> Just more stuff to he, see. He wasn't, yeah, he more wasn't. Stuff. He wasn't wearing a stitch of clothing either. It's like you should have kept your shoes. You know? Was he hung yeah, at least? Keep the shoes. I don't even remember. It was just. It, he he, was well, a, then no. He, he, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I guess the answer is no. I, no. I remember he was a redhead, and he had a lot of hair. Okay. Curtains matched the drapes. Because it wasn't. It, it was a nice warm day. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So you would remember. No summer leather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was wearing winter nothing. Winter nothing. Yeah. Lots of summer leather in the pit. Summer leather was. Yeah, it was everywhere. Mm. I got get. I wasn't there. <laughs> so who are the who are some of the bands that you enjoy seeing or listening to? Um, bands I enjoy seeing. I actually, one of the bands that really stands out is uh, again out in Europe, The Refused. Mm-hmm. You ever seen them? Yeah, I, I hadn't seen them, and they disbanded. They broke up for a while, or whatever. Um, they took the break or whatever, and we got. To, we were fortunate enough to play a festival that they actually were on, and they headlined that one. And it, to me, it was just one of the coolest things. He's got the singer. I don't know their names or anything, but the singer had moves kind of like Mick Jagger, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and a different genre of sound and all that. So I, I thought it was just really good, entertaining. It was a really entertaining band just to watch. You know, what yeah. I mean? they sounded great too. After how many years they've been together too, and uh, taking a long break and. I didn't. Nobody knew what to expect. They they were stoked, you know, but mm-hmm. you were also expecting the worst because, you know, it, so much time had passed, and when bands break up, they're like, oh, now we're just getting back together for the money. Yeah, you know, make the paycheck. But they seemed like they really did their homework again or practiced a lot and whatever it was. It was really a great show. Yeah, I mean, you take that long off as a. I don't call myself a musician. I play guitar. Sure, sure. as a difference. Yeah, but um, I've reconnected with some friends that I was in bands with in the '80s. You know, and we we sit down and we just rehash the old songs. We're like, "Do you remember that war part over here in G?" This, oh yeah, 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 yeah. You were doing that thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 getting back together. It takes a minute Mm -hmm. because what people don't realize about playing music is it's just more than the notes. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't feel right, 
Oh, man. I mean, when I, I lived up in Oregon, and uh, a friend of ours was getting married, and um, she asked if, if we could get together. She had a friend who was, uh, well, it was actually a podcast, coincidentally. Oh, wow. A drummer and a bass player would do this podcast, mm -hmm. and then I would be a guest. On, that's what I do, apparently. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> that's a thing. But uh, she, we were all friends with the bride, and she's like, hey, can you guys put together you know, a set to play my reception? And we're like, absolutely. Yeah. So we got together, and we each brought like five songs that you know we're comfortable with. And uh, there you go, <clears throat> there you go. Dude, that was fantastic. <laughs> I'm up next, actually. Dude, the there's nothing here. like a good piss. <laughs> yes. yes, the release, but, yeah. the release. I'm sorry, but to interrupt. yeah, we um, so we, we were we were hashing out a bunch of songs. We brought together like 25 songs that we wanted to get down to like 12. You know. Yeah. So we everybody had the uh, the one no question veto. It's like well, you know. You, we're not going to play that. I don't want to play that. Yeah. And mine was uh, uh, Peter Gabriel's Salisbury Hill, which is a beautiful song. Yeah. But I was just like, I learned it. And then when we're playing, I'm just like, I hated playing it. Okay. I just didn't want to play it. And if you can't feel it, yeah. you got to throw it out because sure. you're going to look annoyed and bored. People sense that and the energy is, you know. Yeah, and it was, it was sucking the energy out of the room that day. And I'm like, that's my one veto. We got to get rid of that. Throw whatever else you want at me, but mm -hmm. that one needs to go. And my wife's like, "Oh, I love that song." And I'm like, "Well, then have them play." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's so true though in that regard because I mean, we'll do the thing. We make the set list every tour, you know. And they're like, "What do you guys want to play?" I'm like, "I don't care. I like all of our songs. We wrote them for a reason, you know." But then I've, you know, bit my tongue on some of that sometimes or whatever. Um, shot myself in the foot because we'll get on stage and it's time to go, and it just feels fucking weird. Yeah, and it sucks. The energy you can see it in your face. It's like there's no going back at that point. You can't just cut it and then move on to the next one. You can, but you muscle through it. It just completely kills the vibe of the whole night or the you know that moment at least. And it's, yeah. it's interesting. And, and the got, audience probably it. loved it. You know. Yeah. It's an internal thing where you're like, ah, just I didn't want to play this really. Yeah. I thought I did. Sure. You know, but yeah. So yeah. that that's it was um that band we played two shows one was at wedding reception and it, it was just all cover songs you know because mm -hmm. it's a dance reception and stuff like that yeah but that was uh i miss those guys they because i mean we we just meshed we played the drummer's 40th birthday party then i think it was like two years later mm -hmm. we did the wedding reception and these guys were just fun to play with you yeah. know it, it was like the perfect fit and we all met on myspace oh no kidding yeah i was saw this guy fucking wow holding drumsticks on his profile picture i'm like Oh, he lives in the same town as me. So I sent him a message, you know, and shit like that. Huh. So, and it was, it was, and him and I, he just sent me a Christmas card. He's coming down this year. He said, I'm definitely coming down to your place in 2023. So you guys have Hotmail accounts too? Let's go. What's that? Hotmail. <laughs> yeah. Man. It's MSN, I think it was. You got <laughs> Wow. <laughs> nice. Yeah, there he goes. He's off. He's off to the pisser. <laughs> Enjoy. Yes. Enjoy, time. my friend. <laughs> I'm next. <laughs> This is uh, the, no, this is great. I love the fact that you guys had no people and it. Fucking oh yeah, happened. it's uh, I knew coming in, you know, he was because I've listened to the podcast before. Naturally. And, yeah, I have to. Naturally, this guy at work sends it to me. <laughs> <laughs> you will listen to. to my podcast. I do, but no, that's um, I as much as I can sit here and tell stories, I I want to hear his too, you know. Absolutely. Because he's I've, got some ringers. Oh, I'm sure. The wall of death. The wall that's of a, death. That's a keeper. 
<laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal that and use it as mine. That one time I got the wall of death going. Yeah, I remember that time we both did the wall of death together. We did. That's how we, we met. We incited a riot that day. Yeah. That was good shit. We met right in the middle. I'll meet you in the middle of the wall of death. Yeah, done. It, fun. Good done. times. I text you that, and you text me back. And, and then and we, we met. did it. <laughs> and now how, we're friends. <laughs> now, now we're wall of death friends. <laughs> but when he comes out, let's not tell him that we're wall of death friends. All right. Keep that between us, and we'll just call him a pussy for for getting up and and I peeing. Won't call him that. You know what I mean? We'll be like, look, you, you can call you your bladder. You got issues. You were just in there. I, you know what? I take it all back. This was uh, this was me expressing myself in the bathroom. Is that what you do in there? Yeah, I do, and I express myself loudly. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, nothing a- like the good release. I'm. It's like you're all pent up, and then as it comes out, it's got to be the best feeling. You I ever mean, try? You ever try to sit down halfway through a standing piss? Mmm. I I like to sit down and pee at night mm-hmm. because I don't want to stand up and uh, miss. That's why you put your leg in the toilet. Okay. You put your leg in the toilet and piss down your uh, leg. You can't miss. It goes right down. Absolutely. That what makes else sense. is it going to go? Yeah. It makes all the sense in the world. I just don't want to turn the light on because I want to stay tired. You don't need to. As soon as you toes your hit water, leg. start peeing. You put your whole leg in. Just the foot. Into the water. Yeah. And, and then, then piss, pee down, on your leg. piss down your leg. <laughs> it's only gross once. <laughs> you, don't, you don't wake anyone up. You're not turning on any lights. How do you not know this? It sounds like a win. It is I, a win. I feel like it's wrong. Oh, it's wrong? Yeah. That's what makes it right. I mean, it's got to work because it would try be, it tonight. All right, done. Let me know tomorrow. I mean, we wake up with a blue foot. You might. <laughs> you got issues. That means you, if you wake up with a blue foot, that just means you didn't wake anyone up while peeing. All right. Now I'm really it's thinking about this. It's a silent pee in the dark. And you know you're hitting water. You could have a silent pee in the dark, but you don't know what you're hitting. Put your foot in the bowl. Yeah. I used yeah. to pee all over the place. That's why I sit down now. I tried peeing in the dark. So back to my and, original and, question. Yeah. You ever been doing a stand-up pee and it's just like 45 seconds worth? You're like, you know what? I kind of want to sit down. Have you ever tried to figure out how to sit down <sighs> while doing a standing pee and not miss and break the stream? I've come in for a maintenance piss mm-hmm. and then immediately realized I had the shit. Yeah. And um, then I did that. How did you? So were you peeing? I turned it off and then I turned it back on. Okay. With a pinch. Yeah. In a pinch. Like, you didn't think you had to poo, but you just, like, here. And you didn't really think you had to pee, but you have to, you just walking by and be like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this. I saw, it's something a maintenance piss. I saw something the other day that said it's, uh, it's funny when you fart while you're taking a shit. But I heard one n- today. It made me laugh. But it's not funny when you shit while you're farting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, it's funny and true, it's true at the same time. I was in the bathroom today doing my thing, standing at the urinal, you know, just minding my own fucking business. This guy down here. Oh, he was playing. He was letting he go. He fucking rips one, dude. Dude, I don't know what it is with the people we work with, but. Oh, I don't know why I laugh out. I laughed out loud. It was the most, it was just perfect. And this guy just didn't there mind his own fucking business dude there's thing. people in those in stalls laughing at him at our work that must think that each stall is soundproof because these guys are pushing oh. and they they ate a lot of air they eat a lot of stuff that uh 
you can tell by looking at these people that they're built to shit. Yeah. They're built to be uh, and they're sitting. Not a, they're not afraid to let you know that they're built that way. Apparently. Yeah. Because I've been in standing at those urinals at work. I'm just like, I kind of just want to look at the guy's shoes. Oh, I do. So, yeah. So, you so can, I know who it is later. Oh, yeah. You sick fucker. Yeah. Jesus. You hear Christ. a lot of pushing. Hey, Nike. Sir farts a lot. Mm-hmm. You got the fart. <laughs> my, fart my, my fave is when you hear him pushing. You know, you can hear the... Is that and, what it then, and then it goes... That, that's exactly the same noise I make. That's weird. And then after that, it's like you get a little something, you know? Yeah. But they're working for it, man, because they don't eat any fiber. Yeah. They're eating shit out of the fucking vending You're machine. You're trying too hard, buddy. It, it is. It's a goddamn travesty what they put in their body. Chips all day, soda all day. And then when you go to shit, it's fucking work. Shouldn't be work. What was that Tom Arnold in? Uh, God, they were... Austin Powers, where Tom Arnold was taking a shit next to Austin Powers, fighting a guy, and they were—he kept asking who number two works for it. He was, you, you tell that turd who's boss, buddy. <laughs> I forgot about that. And it was a—it was a brawl going on in the next. Tom Arnold. <laughs> I watched Wedding Crashers the other night. That's a good one. I like Owen Wilson. Dude, that movie—I knew it was funny. Going yeah. into it because I've seen it before, mm-hmm. forgot almost everything about the movie, and it was like watching it for the first time. Yeah, we were downstairs crying. It was so damn funny. That's yeah, that's Owen Wilson's best movie. I think by so. Far. And uh, who's that? Who's the guy? The other dude. Vin, I know Vince. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Okay. Vince Vaughn, and I forgot Will Ferrell was in it for a little bit. I wouldn't have known if you didn't tell he me. He was Chaz. It might be time for me to watch Wedding Crashers again. Oh, yeah. You'll love it. Because I might have forgotten about it. So good. Yeah. (laughs) Owen Wilson. He's good. What was that? Oh, that was the movie that my wife and I quote when he says that uh, something about his heart. He goes, most people say you only use 10% of your brain. I think it's something I like use. 10% of my heart? Yeah. (laughs) I use 90% of my heart or something. They always find a kid and try to manipulate it so bitches will look at them (laughs) (laughs) and think that they're sensitive. (laughs) Who doesn't do that? What's he doing in there? Dude, Jason's in the bathroom right now. Yeah, you're going to... Can you handle this by yourself? I'm going to run downstairs. Yeah, here he comes. Here he comes. I take a short piss in there. Was that what you were doing? Dude, what does that smell? It's amazing. I'm going to go find out. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. the restroom I was just in. No. (laughs) It smells like, it smells like lemons else. and shit in there because he used a spray. Oh, no, it's the food. Is that roast? <laughs> no, it's chicken. All right, so because I'm on this fucking, uh, you know, 1,700-calorie high-protein thing, yeah. everything I eat has to count. Yes. There's no bullshit in the middle. Of course. So, yeah. uh, I took some chicken thighs, threw them in the Instapot, mm-hmm. and I Love put a onion and some peppers in it. It's not and so good. It went through the cycle of cooking. And then I shredded it, and I put in Frank's hot sauce. Dude. Zero calories in Frank's hot sauce. Oh, I remember that, actually. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. So that's what you're smelling. She's heating it up. It smells like hot wings in here. It does smell like hot wings. I'm making a wrap. You're making yeah. a wrap? Wrap. Delicious. Would be good on sandwiches? A oh, wrap? Man. Yeah. I eat it with rice. Go get it. My stupid dog fucking <laughs> barking all over the place. See, you were in and out, dude. No prostate issues? No. <laughs> I got stuck. <laughs> Lots of fiber in this guy. That's good. Well, that's good. That's I good. know what I'm doing once I get in there. I had a plan. I had five minutes to make a plan. <laughs> so what's next? I don't know. You want to go home? 
Well, no, I don't want to go home, but I, I, I apologize if I seem a little wiped out today. I am a little bit. No, no, I'm, but, it seems uh, like you had a long day. I mean, if we can keep going. I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah, I mean, whatever you guys want to do, I'm down for doing. You know, we can cut yeah. this one and then do another one, and that'll give us two. We could do another one Holy instead of shit. doing one. It doesn't have to be this long, but that'll give us two. Whatever you like to do. All right. That's fun. It's <laughs> 6.30. It feels like 8 o'clock. It feels it like we've been going. All right, so let's say goodbye, All everybody. Right, and then uh, we'll welcome back Dave on our next podcast coming up very shortly. All right, Dave. Good job, man. <laughs> All right. All right. Jaw. 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 And jaw. <laughs>